Welcome to episode 35, and we are still alive, though no good deed goes unpunished. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Let's get right into it, shall we? Last time on Carrots and Suffering. The party had just survived a tough battle against several waves of fairies and a frost giant. I get inside, turn back into Sable, Mm -hmm. and then promptly slide down the wall. Lord Byron and Sylpha's courtship was interrupted by Lord Mentor in an effort to ensure House Mason didn't regain blood magic. Byron, after his life was saved by Sylpha, was prepared to ignore the decree of the regent. I'm used to setting my own schedule and doing as I please, and I feel that change would be a great deal for me to take on. Sylpha, you, you saved my life. You can set any schedule you want. Sylpha succeeded in letting Byron down easy. Did learn that someone in whom I have held an interest for some time, but would have previously believed to be out of my league, reciprocates that interest, and I think I should like to pursue that. Sylpha Lunari, you've stolen my heart. And I don't foresee that changing. Let me know if that doesn't work out. Aww. Aww. Champion Helena returns from life-threatening wounds, uninjured and magically changed in some way. And in walks Champion Helena. She has a giant, bloody hole in her clothes right around the uh, stomach region. Mm-hmm. And she walks in looking pretty uninjured. A question. Does Sylpha's lantern illuminate when Helena walks into the room? Yes, it absolutely does. A testy exchange happens between Miev and Sable after Sable's caught lying, and this creates a rift between the party's patron ally and Jalen and Sable. Miev kind of says, you know, I have a heart to cut out, and walks over to the door. I'll leave you to your chatter. Tomorrow, please come not to House Miev, but to the Lunari family country estate. I'll be relocating the Masons there at dawn. I, I, I have 300 guests. I will be relocating the masons there at dawn. Whistles, the tiny fairy messenger, stops to make a problematic announcement. There's a tiny, tiny knocking noise at the glass window. It's good you're all three here. It pains me to deliver this news, but you have all three been designated enemies of the fairy queen. Then our heroes hit level six and get a good night of sleep. Let's get back into it. I think Silpha will look to see where the Lady Miev might be. You actually find her outside next to this giant. She's got a basically a huge tarp wrapped around something about the size of a small boulder, and frost is coming off of it. She's got it sort of levitated on a tensor's floating disc and nods at you as you walk up. Silpha, great work tonight. We just need a necklace and we should be good to go. Thank you, my lady. I have an idea for where we might acquire the pendant of power. Yeah, you you gotta know how close we are, Sylpha. I do. One more item, and maybe an hour of time, and we can walk through the thorns with impunity. Sylpha gets a huge smile on her face. Tomorrow. Let's see if we can get that necklace tomorrow. Yes. All right, well, I gotta get this heart somewhere into a wagon. And she turns and, like, Starts drifting away with this frozen boulder. My lady, I think you should know that what we have done hasn't entirely escaped someone's notice. 
Sable, Jalen, and I are now enemies of the Fairy Queen. Officially. Hmm. Then I guess you're going to have to be really careful around Lord Mentor. All right. Morning. Y'all sleep in. Mm-hmm. You had a pretty late night. The House Pornino folks are all bandaged up and reserve horses have been pulled in and pounding out massive dents in their armor from last night mm-hmm. just to get the armor back on. Lynn's mom has just given up on hers. It's it's not going back on today. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, they look okay. Still some bruises, black eyes, probably a couple of cracked ribs come morning, but everybody's in much better shape. The Masons look tired. They're sort of surveying the damage. You can see them circling the house. A few servants do show eventually. It, you get the impression that they hid in secret passages all night and weren't thrilled about coming out in the morning. But in total, the damages were pretty severe. The front part of the house, the main inner horseshoe, is basically half deconstructed. The secondary horseshoe was smashed by thrown rocks in most places on one side. The third building is mostly intact, and it was the largest building, but it was also completely empty. They're moving through the house trying to count the dead. The house is literally a maze, on top of a maze, inside of a maze, and so it's going to be a while while they try to find the dead. Yep. What a chance to speak to Lord Mason. So Lord Mason is kind of leading a a packing squad Mm -hmm. as servants who remained with the house are running around packing carts to try to basically evacuate the manor. And he says, yes, Sable. Lord Mason, when you are settled in a place that is safe, we should talk about how you can rebuild. I, I may have resources. Well, that's good to know. Uh, and thank you for offering. I would should love to chat more about that. Uh, we will hopefully Safety be... is, of course, the most important. Yes, we will hopefully be safe in a few hours. And then I'd just ask Miev if she thinks that she, along with the champions, will be enough to protect them on their way to the estate. Miev nods in daylight? I think so. Uh, Jalen will say to Miev, um, I will join you when I can, but I need to do some things first. All right. Silpha will catch a moment to speak to the Lord and Lady Mason. Okay. You can find them conferring basically behind a wagon as things are getting loaded up. And they say, yes, Silpha. She curtsies to them and says, Lady Mason, it has become transparently clear, at least to me, that the Fairy Queen seems to hold some sort of personal vendetta against your family. I don't think this attack will be an isolated one. And if you have any inkling of knowledge as to why she would be acting in this manner, I implore you to tell me. Lord Mason says, um, well, it's possible that Golem project we took on really drew her ire. And Lady Mason says, yeah, you're probably right about that. Go check and make sure Lord Byron's children have the uh, set of toys out of the main study. And he nods and turns and walks out. And Lady Mason turns to you and says, legend has it that the Masons kept the Fairy Queen in check for a thousand years, using the power hidden away in our basement. I would be lying to you if I said that I understood that power in its entirety, 
but I can tell you that it was dark. I'd appreciate it if you didn't tell the children. Or my husband. I understand the importance of the secret. If you think keeping people in ignorance will protect them, I disagree. I like you, Silpha. You remind me of myself. And she puts a, like, a pretty firm hand on your shoulder and says, If Lord Mentor is ever out of this picture, I can assure you that we will pursue an alliance again. If you'll excuse me. Oh my. <laughs> Not so sure Lord Mentor's going to be in power much longer. Yeah. yeah, I think he's about to have his hands fucking tied. Yep. <laughs> All right. Who's going where? Uh, well, Jalen will probably see the poor Ninos off and help them as she can. I mean, she doesn't really know how, but... I mean, mostly just being supportive at this mm-hmm. juncture. They appear to be taking the loss of horses like a loss of family members almost. It was... Lord and Lady and Faust who lost their horses? Yeah. Okay, yeah, she will express her condolences to them and say, I, I know how much your horses mean to you, and um, this is terrible. They'll nod and say, um, well, this is always the risk, but they seem pretty pretty happy that you're there, oddly oh, enough. That's a first. As you're leaving, Faust kind of grabs your, grabs your hand and kind of pulls you in for a hug and says... <laughs> Hey, um, could you could you give a note to your sister for me? I, I, yes, I can do that. Okay. Um, and he reaches into his pack and pulls out a, a just a tiny little sleeve of paper uh-huh. and hands it to you. It's not sealed or anything. She will put it in her pocket without looking at it, and she'll say to Lynn, "I I need to head home. Um, see me to the edge of the property." Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. And she'll walk with him. Yeah, he holds your hand. Mm-hmm. When you get to the edge of the property, he turns around and says, um, so I think things are going to get dangerous here. I think they already are. Yeah. So I I, I suspect my mother's going to want to talk about, you know, wedding plans at some point soon. And I just want you to know, I think maybe we should maybe give it a couple months. At least. Yeah. All right. Do you like, I mean, do you want to see each other in the meantime or do you oh definitely yeah definitely i just well we we're gonna need to focus yeah lynn i'm not in a hurry yeah okay great good well you deserve all the attention i can give you and i don't have a lot right now well i'm a little split in my attentions myself did you like the cloak? I loved it. I thought the gray would um, bring out your eyes. She's like flushing like purple, scarlet. <laughs> he says, uh, I'll, um, I'll wear it to our next, uh, well, I don't know, what do you want to call it? Courting? The formal one? I was thinking we'd go informal from now on. Hmm. You know, my dad hasn't taken those gloves off. Really? Yeah. I think he likes you. Well, that's a change. People can't change, bitches. <laughs> and it wasn't me. <laughs> uh, he will give you a peck on the cheek and say, stay safe. Yeah, you too. And he will hop up on his horse and ride off. Great. And she will walk back to town. She's going to stop in at Thalia's and pick up some more tobacco. And... She's going to start on the road to House Evans and then stop, and and she's going to turn around, and she's actually going to drop 
down to the sewers. Okay. And visit what she's assuming will be an empty guild. So you walk through the empty guild. Mm -hmm. You find, to your surprise, three people in the commons room. Mm -hmm. You recognize them. You don't know their names, but they're not prominent Thieves Guild members. They're bottom of the rung. Mm Mm-hmm. And they look very dirty, like they've they've been doing oh, digging tunnel, shifts. Oh, tunnel diggers. Yeah, and there's just three of them. And they look at you when you come in, and they're like, Jalen, where the, where the hell is everyone? You all have been in the tunnel. Uh, yeah, yeah, we pulled an extra long shift. We, uh, we broke through a big chamber. It's really kind of exciting, but... Oh, my God. Um, how many of you are there? Is it just you three? Uh, yeah, I mean, we were the only ones digging. Have you all been bitten by... Rodents? Rats? They look kind of confused. Just answer the like, question. No, no. I mean, I got bit by a, like a cockroachy thing, like a, <sighs> one She's... of those chiggers. <laughs> she like pulls in a huge breath and lets it out and says, of course, of course, of course. Okay. Um, What are your names? Sorry. <laughs> All right. Now, everybody, we got to name Larry, three people. Larry, Bill, and Pearly. <laughs> got to name three people and then remember their names. Okay. <laughs> Ray, Jordan, and Lisa. All right. Ray, Jordan, and Lisa. Uh, she, like, hugs them. I, I, I can't tell you how happy I am to see you here. They're so dirty. Holy, and, like, she doesn't give a shit. Um, okay. Very confused. It's just you three down here. No, Has, has Kylan been down here at all? No, I... It- the whole place is empty. Like, everybody's yeah. stuff is still in their yeah. rooms, but there's nobody um, here. Shit went down. Everything's everything's going to change. Um, okay. Are you all okay down here? Do you have rooms down here? Oh, yeah. No, we, I mean, we're... Okay, can you, uh, can you, hang, can you hang tight? Like, can, I mean, I, I, I'll be back. I'll probably be back. Yeah. Or I, somebody will, but... Um, are you going to explain what's going on? Like, did we get raided? What happened? No. Um... The inner circle... Vincent. Vincent disappeared. Steve was dead. Yeah. The other two... The other two are also dead now. Okay. They uh, paid for some crimes. Some pretty big crimes against the guild and the Evans family. Oh. Okay. So they're gone. Uh, I'm afraid what they did took out just about everybody else. And she actually, she sits down and kind of gets this look on her face. This wave just kind of comes over her for a second. And then she says, "Um, we have a lot of rebuilding to do now. I thought it was just me and Kylan at this point, but now there's you three as well. And that's, that's so good. (laughs) The three of them kind of sit down looking a little shell-shocked. And Lisa says, so wait, like all of them are gone? They're all gone. Kylan's gone? No, Kylan's still here. Okay. Well, we still have our best fighter then. Yeah, yeah. And Ray says, also, we've got 12 rooms worth of stuff nobody owns. <laughs> I'd like to remind you that some of them had families and kids they were taking care of. If we find any money, I would like to turn that over to take care of people. Ray gives the kind of a like pained grimace but there's a whole kingdom's worth of people you can rob and nobody else is robbing them he kind of nods and says all right well i guess that's a start they uh go over to the cupboard and pull nobody out nobody else is robbing them <laughs>
Just saying. <laughs> Monopoly on the pickpocketing. So I I I am so happy to see you all. Hey, um I guess we're gonna drink some wine and take a couple days off and then should, get to digging again. Yeah, do that. You do that, and you'll hear from you'll hear from us soon. Great. Okay. And take your pick of the rooms, I guess. I mean, <laughs> there's some better ones. We'll pick them out. Okay. And they uh, grab a grab a bottle of wine and leave you alone. The rest of the guild is totally empty. There's there's no one else down here. She, she only... will check Kylan's room just to make sure he's not down here. No, he's not down here. Okay. The only room that uh, you haven't been in down here is labeled Vault, mm-hmm. and appears to have a locked door on it. Is it a combo lock? Uh, yes, it is. You could roll the thieves' tools to get it open. She wants to try a combination, and she's only gonna. No, she might. She might give it like two or three tries. She's gonna do some math in her head to when her real birthday is, or about there. And but okay. she, but she's kind of like give or take a few days because she doesn't know exactly. So she'll try a few things. But if she doesn't get it by the third or fourth go, she'll just leave it. Roll me your thieves' tools. Okay. Because that is just gonna be the thing that most represents this action 12 12 all right you spin it you spin it you spin it you've concluded that it is not set to your birth date okay you are also with a 12 able to conclude that it it actually isn't set so this is meant to be opened by popping the lock and Uh, working it okay so she could try to do that next yeah if you want to they're not around no none of them are around she want to do that I mean, come on! Wouldn't curiosity just she kill she you? did she did sort of just get chided about following orders uh, <laughs> yesterday? It only killed seventeen people. Yeah, no well, she didn't follow orders, and uh, yeah, <laughs> she, yeah, she's gonna try to pick the lock. Got it. Twenty three. Twenty three. All right, you pull the face of the lock off mm-hmm. and work the mechanics behind it, and it pops open, revealing an empty room with a small nightstand style table mm-hmm. and one piece of paper lying on it any sign of traps should i check for that? sure roll investigate 22 uh there's no sign of traps okay she'll um she'll drop a knife in the doorway to make sure the door can't close mm-hmm. on its own <laughs> and then she'll go in and look at this paper she's not gonna touch it she's yeah. gonna look at it the paper says only lords hold money with thieves lock up on your way out yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right she starts giggling and then she goes out and shuts the door and takes her knife and then she's gonna go home do you relock it yeah sure yeah 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 she'll, she'll, she'll close it and so you followed orders well that's different <laughs> <laughs> and she's gonna she's gonna go home you're on your way home a bluebird like a blue jay, lands at your feet, hops suspiciously, mm-hmm. and then flutters up to your shoulder, assuming you let it. And she looks at it and says, please don't poop. <laughs> it whispers in your ear, don't come home. Not safe. Enemy. And then it flies away. Thanks, Leslie. So there's an enemy at the house or it's not safe because I'm an enemy. Hard to tell, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some shit she needed to get well you are a master ninja she is a master ninja and you don't follow orders <laughs> now i've been told not to follow orders <laughs> i've been ordered not to follow orders now
Yep. She's going to go home and try to sneak into her room. Okay, roll me stealth. You have advantage because you're a chameleon. Okay, what she's going to do is, she, yeah, she's going to strip naked, stash her stuff in a place. She's got like hidey holes oh, yeah. for this kind of shit. So she's going to stash her stuff and then, yeah, try to get up into her room. Okay. Well, thank goodness I had an advantage because one of them was a one. Uh, that's a 27. All right. You basically slip up the side of the house and open your window with a thief's tool and slide in absolutely quietly. Uh, she's going to... She wants to find out what's going on. Worried the problem is Kylan. She'll crack her door open and listen. Perception? Yeah, roll perception. Nine. There are some servants coming down the hallway, and they are packing stuff into bags. It looks like an overnight stay, maybe. You can't hear what they're saying. Like somebody's coming to stay overnight? No, like somebody's leaving. Somebody's leaving. She'll wait for them to get out of the hallway. Yep, the hallway's empty. Okay, and then she will slip out and go to Leslie's door and knock knock on it. Uh, Roll me a d20. Nine? Nine. The door swings open and you see Jessica. She looks a little green. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's still sick, right? And she says, Jalen, what what do you need? Jalen pushes her way in and shuts the door and says, "Uh, where where is Leslie? Oh, um, I... Yeah, she came in here about a half an hour ago and used that weird birdcage thing and then and then I think went downstairs. Okay. Uh is Kylan around? Uh yeah, he's in the dojo. Alright, thanks. Uh you're you're looking um you look great. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Alright, she's gonna slip out and go down to the dojo. Okay, you get to the dojo. Is he there? Uh yep. Kylan is in the dojo. He's sort of pacing back and forth near the door. Does he see her come? I mean she's chameleoned, but Probably not, okay. frankly. You're, what was you're 27. Your 27? <laughs> Jesus. All right, so she... <laughs> she's going to scare the fuck out of him. Um, so, so did you just, like, go and talk to Jessica naked? Yeah. Okay. Nobody bats an eye about Jalen being naked in this house. Like, it, it's, it was such, like, a thing. Like, she trained so much naked growing up. Nobody cares. Like, nobody... She doesn't... She certainly doesn't she care. She usually blends in with a wall or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If she's naked, she's usually blending in anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, nobody bats an eye about that around here. <laughs> Pretty fucking weird family. <laughs> she will get, like, well into the dojo where she can't really be seen from, like, Nobody but him will be able to see her, and mm-hmm. then she'll, she'll let herself appear suddenly. He does not seem surprised and says, Jalen, I told your sister to get word to you. I don't just walk around naked for fun, Kylan. Yeah. Believe it or not. What's going on? He turns and starts heading towards the wall of weapons. Oh, fuck. And says, you know, I've got two agreements I paid for one, and the other one is that enemies of the Fairy Queen cannot be abided in my presence. I'm sorry. And he picks a sword up off the wall, and turns to face you, and then rams it through his own foot. We got rope down here in the dojo? Yeah. Yeah, there's like rope dummies and things. There's all Mm -hmm, kinds of ropey mm -hmm. stuff. Just get out of there. She wants to talk to him. You're putting him in lethal fucking danger by trying to talk to him. I know. All right. Uh, she's going to grab rope and she's going to, she's going to grab a knife because she's not a total fucking moron. And she's, what she wants to do, she, she wants to take the sword away from him, throw it away and basically tie him hand and foot. 
All right. So as you get closer, he looks at you and you can see him getting in- increasingly frustrated like a, mm-hmm. and kind of worried. Mm-hmm. And as you get close, he pulls the sword out of his foot mm-hmm. and you are going to cross blades. So you're going to try to get knock the blade out of his hand. Yeah. He's going to roll athletics and you can roll athletics to knock it out of his hands. Can I do acrobatics? Sure. <laughs> 13. He gets a 12. So you knock the sword out of his hand successfully. Mm-hmm. He looks surprised by this. Mm-hmm. And she's also, she camouflages herself again, so he can't see her as well. Mm-hmm. And she's got. She's basically. She's gonna do a move where she like. She's gonna like swing around behind him on his back, and she's gonna use her legs to pin his arms down, and she's gonna put him like in a half Nelson, and she wants to like choke him unconscious. Okay, you're gonna roll me. We're gonna do this as a like a, a grapple maneuver almost. So again, athletics or acrobatics versus athletics acrobatics. Okay. Fifteen. He gets a seventeen. So what happens is you like loop around him mm-hmm. with the rope, essentially, kind of pull, use it, trying to like pull the rope up to his neck, and mm-hmm. uh, he spins two elbows around, hits you in the ribs on one side and the ribs on the other side, mm-hmm. and kind of tosses you away, and then stands up like he's coming after you, and then falls to a knee because he has De- stabbed hurt, hurt himself his in his foot. Okay. While he's down, she's going to get up and basically. Jump him while he's down and try again. Okay. Fuck. 13. He rolls a one. Oh, good. So, yeah, you put him into a chokehold. Mm-hmm. And he is going to, on turn one, try to throw you off. So I need athletics, acrobatics. Oh, natural 20. So you get... It was a fight. <laughs> yeah. You get spun around his head and thrown into a, like a rack of weapons, which go scattering across the floor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he cannot pursue. You suspect if he could, you'd be in real trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I get what he did. <laughs> um, all right, she's going to try one more time. Uh, 17. You loop around him again. Mm-hmm. You've got him in a chokehold. This time, he starts to change form. Oh, shit. And shrinks down to a little bitty rat mm. uh, with an injured paw. Mm-hmm. And a bad eye. And a bad eye. And then he's going to try to get away from you. Okay. So roll me. Is it, is it just dex or? I'm sorry, athletics or acrobatics? Uh, 14. All right. So he leaps out of your hand and kind of like rolls on the floor. Mm-hmm. away from you in its sort of injured form mm-hmm. and then starts sort of this little rat essentially squares off and looks like it's going to leap at you mm-hmm. is there anything around i can just like put over him yeah i mean there's like a crate of target dummy things you just spill the crate out and yeah. throw it over yeah him. she'll empty the crate and try to throw it over all right him. so you have advantage on okay. this athletics or acrobatics maneuver good thing uh, he rolls really well oh uh, she rolled a 13 he gets a 23 and so like tumbles out around the box. Mm-hmm. It kind of limps to his feet and then he's going to leap at you and try to bite you. Mm-hmm. The little rat. <laughs> she has no armor on, so. <laughs> snaps onto your finger, at mm-hmm. which point a magical backlash of green wind mm-hmm. snaps him like, across the room and sends this little rat spinning through the dojo. Mm-hmm. And she's going to slam the crate on him again. Okay. <laughs> 18. I got a six that time. All right. So you slam the crate down on him. All right. And you can hear it sort of like throwing slam itself. itself into the ridge of this crate. God, this is tiresome. Okay. 
I don't know what to do, man. Take out a character suggestions. <laughs> we don't know what you're trying to do. I'm trying. Just she just wants to. Talk, she just wants to talk to him. Well, you know, he can't talk to you right now. <laughs> like any time that you're around him, he's gonna try to fight you. I would have suggested you left. Put a rock on that and leave. That would be my recommendation. All right, she's going to kind of squat down and look look in there at look look between the slats at it. Roll me a d twenty. This is going to be like a luck roll. Four. Four. Okay, you're not lucky. Um, she's going to look at it, look in at him, and and um. You see two little glowing eyes. Mm-hmm. I think her eyes. Her, she, her eyes are wet. She is. She is both frustrated, and this is going to this is breaking her heart. So. And she's going to say, I'm leaving you something in the trunk in my room. And she's going to say a combination. Okay. And then she's going to put something heavy on top of the screen and walk out and go back up to her room and lock the door. Okay. And uh, she's probably going to have a little bit of a cry. And then she's going to slip out her window, get her stuff, go back to her room, and she's going to sit on her bed and... She's going to fill up the empty cigarette case that he gave her the last time that they exchanged. She's going to roll a bunch of cigarettes, and she's going to sit at her desk and write a letter. And she's going to empty out her truck trunk. She's taken all the knives, all of her thieves' tools. She's taken the set of clothes and armor she can get in and out of the fastest. And then she's putting the case and the letter in the trunk and closing it and locking it. Okay. And then she's going to leave. Dear Kylan, I hope to talk to you in person, but it doesn't look like we will get that chance. The world moved and might fall apart. When do we get to pause and take a breath? When do we get to say the things we should have said years ago? Fuck, a day ago, even. I'm about to be MIA for a spell. I'm not sure how long. Hopefully just a few days, but maybe longer. We're doing something new in uncharted terrain and probably quite dangerous. I'm both apprehensive and excited. In case I'm gone longer than expected, here's another stash of smokes to tide you over. If I don't come back, Jessica can roll a decent smoke that you might have to pay her. Or you can roll your own, I guess. You don't actually need me. Maybe writing is better. Talking to you and reading your letter are like interacting with two entirely different people, and if we talked in person, I would have needed to talk to the man who wrote the letter. I need to talk to my dad. I have so many questions for him, but I suppose they'll have to wait. When I get back, maybe we'll figure out how he can talk to me. The night House Evans was attacked, a kiss on your cheek was about how much time I had to sum it up. This shit is fucked up, and we have a lot to sort out, but mostly it's okay. If we died, I wanted you to know we're okay. I hope I have occasionally made you proud. It's hard to tell. As old memories surface with a new context, I worry my presence in your life has amounted to one little torture after another. A mistake made years ago that you're still trying in vain to clean up. Maybe that's what children are, little mistakes that you have to work at making into not mistakes. Insult to injury is I even look like a woman you probably wish you had never boned. I hope looks are where the resemblance ends. You wrote that you're a terrible father. You might be right, I don't know. I do know that if you're a shitty-ass father, then I'm your shitty-ass kid, and as far as I can tell, that makes you exactly the father I need. So chin up, Kylan. I never needed you to tell me to sit up straight and eat my peas. How do you get a kid ready for a crap world? What do you do? The best you fucking can. The best we fucking can. We're in this together, pussycat. We will figure this out. 
You don't have to keep being the loneliest person in the world. Well, silly to drag this out. I love you, Kylan. I always have. You didn't need to be my father to have that. I just feel braver about saying so. To learn that love hasn't been a one-way street all this time, well, it's as jarring as it is neat, and I am as elated as I am dizzy. Just another fucked-up thing to sort out, that's all. I hope to see you soon. Love, Jalen. Today's Animal Facts is brought to you by the opossum. And the possum. Why is there confusion here? Well, in the United States, the opossum and the possum are the same animal. But in Australia, there's another critter called the possum. The opossum is the actual name of the North American marsupial, while the possum is the actual name of the Australian marsupial. The possum, of which there are 23 species, looks a lot like a sugar glider of differing sizes and colors, and range from as small as an ounce to as big as 20, 20 pounds. The reasons a sugar glider looks like a possum is because a sugar glider is a possum. They mainly eat eucalyptus leaves, nectar, flowers, and fruit. In a pinch, they'll eat insects and bird eggs. Most breeds live solitary lives, but a few do group up. Possums gestate baby possums for just 17 days. By the 10th month, they're adults, and by one year, they have a litter of their own. They mark territory with smells from their chin glands, just like a cat does. The North American opossum is a champion scavenger that will eat most anything and has a reputation as a pest. Their average size is nearly 3 feet long, and they weigh up to 15 pounds. When threatened, they hiss and show their teeth. When really stressed, they fall over dead, well, fake dead, and exude a horrific smell from glands in their anus, appearing and smelling as a spoiled corpse would. The creature doesn't control this action, and the corpse-like state can last for hours before they're able to get back up. They're largely nocturnal and solitary and are champion climbers. Similar to other marsupials, possums give birth to a litter of tiny baby joeys that climb into their mother's pouch and feed from one of their 13 nipples for about 50 days before emerging to ride on their mother's back. Opossums get a bad rap for possibly having rabies, which in reality, their body isn't hospitable to the virus, and so it's very rare for them to have them. They're immune to snake venom, their tail acts as a fifth appendage, they're extremely smart, they groom themselves constantly, also they eat ticks, which is rather helpful. So stop ragging on the opossum. Okay, let's get back to it. House Verathi. Oh, gosh. Well, I feel particularly good this morning because I leveled. Well, that's good. <laughs> and I know that I need to get home fast. Okay. How far is it from where we are to House Verathi? About two hours. All right. How far is it on a horse? Hour and a half. Cool. What if you are a horse? What if you are a horse? <laughs> yeah, an hour and a half. All also, right. snakes scare you. It, what? <laughs> so, and plastic bags. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Helena and I are going to get home. Okay. I don't think Helena can turn into a horse. No, she's limited to smaller animals than that. Yep, but she can ride. Yep, so she rides Sable. Don't even. To House Barathe. Don't even. <laughs> Sable's dreams come true. Julie. <laughs> when you arrive at House Barathe, there are carts from all of the lords and ladies' houses. Oh. It looks much like it did at Edgar Brathy's funeral. 
people have apparently been coming in all morning for what looks like an impromptu court gathering at your house. Oh, huh. great. Hmm. And I'm wearing a bunch of torn clothes. Uh, yeah, you come up uh, as a horse, actually. You yeah. Know, yeah. Well, that's great because Helena can leave me to the stable. And I can check on the displacer beast to make sure that it got what it was supposed to get. He has a rat and a bowl of milk. Okay. As you come in, you can turn back into Sable. Mm -hmm. At which point he looks up and says, I don't suppose you'd like to make an agreement to try to reverse your status as an enemy of the Fairy Queen, would you? What are you going to offer? I may as well hear. Hmm. Well, it would have to be an act of pretty impressive loyalty after your last act of pretty impressive disloyalty. Hmm, I think nothing shy of uh, probably eliminating two or three masons would do. Mm, your lady's going to have to think harder. Well, so be it. I offered, and I'll be here when you need me. Enjoy. He curls up on his little, like, floofy pink sofa. Yeah, his ottoman that yeah. we brought in. Pink? Yep. We had something in our house that was pink? Yep. Oh, good God. That must have been in Lorelei's room. Yep. <laughs> well, I gotta... Is there any way for me to get inside without, like, getting accosted? Because I've, I'm... My clothes are torn. I don't want anyone touching me. Sure, roll stealth. Oh, fuck. I don't want to turn into a rat to do this, so... Eleven. Eleven! Most servants don't notice you. Yep. Most of the 300 people who are loitering mm -hmm. don't notice you. Mm -hmm. Several lords and ladies do. They don't come talk. Great, because they can see that I'm a mess. Mm-hmm. Great. So who's there as uh, I hurry through? Lord Mentor is here. So the Mentors, the Frikers, the Evans, and the Drurys are here. Well, I'm going to go to my room and clean up. Get okay. on fresh clothes. Done. Whistle's gone? Yep. His little apartment is gone. Are my family members still in there? In your room? No. I think I offered them Lorelei's space last, didn't I? Okay, I guess I'll go downstairs. You arrive at the chapel. Seems to be where court is actually being held. Okay. This is a, like a not well-used room, but yeah. it is roughly the right shape mm -hmm. for a court meeting. Lord Mentor is sitting at what could be described as a pulpit. Okay. Lady Mentor is up there with him, both of his kids. There's a, a retinue of guards. The various lords and ladies are sitting in the front pews. There's a collection of sort of bureaucrats from the main city sitting around in them. And Lord Mentor says, Ah, Baroness Varathy. I give him the appropriate gesture of, you know, like a curtsy or whatever is appropriate. And I say, Lord Mentor. I see you have arrived. Please take your seat. And he gestures to like the frontmost spot in the pew, in the front front pew. Okay. I do that. He says, we have a problem on our hands. Our population seems to have swelled by nearly 10% overnight. People were emerging from the thorns most of yesterday. Unmutated. I do not know what sorcery caused this, but a great number ended up here at House Varathy. I have also received reports just now that House Mason was assaulted. And Lord Evans stands up. And Lord Mentor says, yes, Lord Evans, you have leave to speak. And Lord Evans says, my house was also assaulted. Six of my servants are dead. And I have another announcement. It is at this time that I would like to declare Isaac Evans deceased and announce my formal adoption of Leslie Evans. 
Guess that answers that. Lord Mentor raises an eyebrow and says, Are you are you saying fairies killed your son? And Lord Evans says, No, my lord. And the room sits very quiet for a couple of beats. And then Lord Evans says, My son is my daughter now. And the room sits quiet for a couple more beats. And then Lord Mentor says, Record it. And the scribes in the back all start writing furiously. <laughs> I just sit there and smile slowly. Is Leslie there? Do I see Leslie? I'm looking around. Uh, you do not see Leslie. Of course I don't see Leslie. No. But, you know, I had to look. Yeah, roll me perception, please. Oh, that's not bad. 14 plus... Oh, 18. One of the scribes in the back has an unusual hat pin. That I recognize? You got to see it when it was worn by a ratty-looking thief that you joined. Yeah. I'll, I'll stare at that scribe just a little too long and see if okay. they look up and wink. They do look up and wink. Okay. I give a bigger smile, and then I stop looking and pay attention to Mentor. Uh, he says, so, as the Masons are not present to attest to the damages, I guess we will continue with business. At which point there's sort of a loud noise in the back, and Lord and Lady Pornino stride in. Mm. They look worn, still bruised, and sit down, and Lord Mentor says, uh, Lord and Lady Pornino, how was your night? And Lord Pornino says, a house mason was assaulted, but it was repelled. They have taken shelter. And he says, how bad is the damage? And he says, it'll take months to fix. Several of their servants are missing, most of their guard, most of the champions. We expect they are deceased. And the house members themselves, all accounted for. Excellent. Well, how many servants do you think they could use? And Lord Pornino says, at least 30. Very well. Take a note, scribes. We will assign 30 of these newfound refugees to House Mason. Their tasks will be reconstruction and then the duties of servants. And you see the scribes all write furiously. This brings us to another matter of business. Come on up. And filing in are the members of the circle who came out of the forest yesterday. They are being led by the one who called herself Yennefer. She was the one who is 200 years missing. Yennefer kind of walks up, and Lord Mentor says, And state your claim. Lord Mentor, I am the rightful heir of House Varathi, and I have been for 200 years. Your legal documents were distorted in their recollection of my death. As a result, I stake my claim as the head of House Varathi. And Lord Mentor says, and you have the documents to prove this claim? And she produces a handful of papers, and Lord Mentor takes them up and reads through them, and says, yes, it says here you died almost 200 years ago. And she says, well, as you can tell, that is not true. And he kind of flips the documents one more time, flips through them again, and looks up and says, um, as you are aware, I had put Sable in charge as the matron's rightful heir. And she says, I am aware of the law. And he looks back down at the papers and looks over at Sable and says, All right, normally I would need time to think on this, but given recent events, I don't think we have time. 
Is there something you, Yennefer, believe you can do that Sable cannot with these hundreds of people? And she says, yes, I do. I have brought real druids with real power, and we will be able to feed all of them. And Lord Mentor says, well... Uh, pardon me. Yes, Sable. I am a real druid with real power. And does that mean you have a plan to feed hundreds of people? I spent my evening assisting House Mason and keeping them alive. And you will be rewarded by House Mason, and you have the honor and prestige and the glory that comes with that position, and the court will formally recognize your accomplishments. Can you feed 200 people? On my own, no. Very well. Then I believe there is really only one sensible choice. Scribes, take note. At this time, Yennefer Varathi is now the head of House Varathi for the foreseeable future. Yennefer, are there others in Fairy whose deaths we are uh, mistaken about? And Yennefer nods, absolutely. Well, then I assume this position is entirely temporary. Don't get used to it. And Yennefer nods. I stand up and cede my seat to her. She sits down in it and sort of crosses her legs in a very matter-of-fact way and says, And as my first declaration as Baroness Varathi, the courting sessions between Alan and your daughter will stop immediately. And Lord Mentor raises an eyebrow and says, That is a highly coveted position. Why would you turn it down? And she says, My house will remain independent from the Mentor line until the rightful king is returned to his throne. And Lord Mentor says, King Fenrir has been missing for a century. And she says, yes, and I have been missing for two, and yet here I am. And Lord Mentor stands up and says, all right. Well then, I guess all of the issues are resolved. And the scribes stand up, and there's a... Uh, a procession as Lord Mentor leads a group of people out of the chapel, and he is thoroughly storming. Like, mm. this is some some high-stepping, angry stomping. I really like Yennefer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm all good with it. My character is not at all upset about not being the head of the household, but at the same time, she had to do something. You know, she had to be like, mm, hey, you can't just me me me. You know, she couldn't just sit there and take it. Not she couldn't go, oh thank God. <laughs> <laughs> the lords and ladies stand up and file out after Lord Mentor, leaving mostly the people of House Varathi in the chapel, at which point Yennefer stands up and says, Mistress Sable, you are not safe here. Not even remotely. I assumed. There are two hundred and thirty sleeper agents. Hmm each one sworn loyalty to the Fairy Queen for 24 hours, and if I'm not mistaken, your status just changed. Mm -hmm. I have ordered them to be busy. They may stop at any moment. I recommend gathering your things as quickly as you possibly can. Uh, if I can leave them here and regather them at another time, that would be better. I can have them sent to a location that you request. Am I out of the house? There will always be a room here for you, should you correct the issue before us. So I have no place until that time. You uh, said for 24 hours. 200 people that can be activated at any time. Uh, I would uh, recommend not having any of them prepare your food or enter your room. I've grown accustomed to this. Are any of the druids intending to rejoin the circle? 
No, the circle will be refounded. We will be joining with Mr. Wu, I believe. The circle of the moon is, uh... Well, it exists. We'll see what we can do about that. Yes. Please see that the situation is corrected as soon as possible. Um, there is a uh, messenger in the stables. Can he stay? Yes, he can stay. He should have rats and a saucer of milk every morning. This is something I can do. Thank you. And she kind of walks up next to you and sort of grabs the clothed bit of your elbow as in a not a mean way, and sort of walks with you slowly out the chapel door. Mm-hmm. And she says, I'm sure I don't have to tell you how many people are listening right now, so don't tell me where you're going. But I should let you know that I will do everything in my power to ensure the tree is safe. Master Wu will not touch it. I get a little misty-eyed at that. Despite the fact that I do not feel any desire to join the Circle of the Moon again, as well as the remainder of my sisters, we do not wish to draw the enmity of the Fairy Queen. And so uh, all fairy accoutrements will remain exactly where they are. I hope you will remember that I am the one that has given you this freedom. Sable, my dear, if I could have any other alternative, I would. But we have prevented Lord Mentor from taking the house. And I am grateful. And we have bought you some time to address the problems you need to address. Mm-hmm. Also... We can grow the trees faster than you can alone. Good. So the town will not suffer. Thank you. I will make sure that your room stays exactly as you left it. Thank you. You can move my things back. No, no, no. When this is over, should you survive and escape the whims of the Fairy Queen, I believe you will have earned the suite. My shoulders dropped just a little bit. And I'll say, were it safe, I would hug you. Hmm. Maybe you can work on that, too. Good luck. Thank you. All right. I'm out of there. I have one more thing to do. Okay. When I can slip into the thorns, I'm going to. Okay. I'm going to go to Tree. You arrive at Tree. Tree's okay? Yep. Tree's totally fine. I hug Tree. Yes, I am a tree hugger. (laughs) I'm very glad to see Tree. Tree says, uh, a very eventful week. I haven't seen this much activity in, oh, nearly a thousand years. Speaking of thousands of years, do you know how long the Circle of the Moon has existed? Nearly 1,000 years exactly. Do you remember its founding? I was born the day it was founded. Do you know how it was founded? Yes. Were you part of the agreement? I was. And so, if the Circle did not exist anymore, would you cease to exist? Hmm... I would not cease to exist, no. I would still be here, just as I am today. But if the Circle ceased to exist, there would be a great number of changes rippling through the Feywild. Tell me everything that you can. As the sole member of the Circle of the Moon, I can tell you those agreements that pertain only to you, and therefore the Circle of the Moon. Marigold Varathi agreed to partner a marriage, if you will with the Fairy Queen. She founded the Circle that day, and eventually went to live with her in the Feywild. The Fairy Queen agreed to be the patron, and I was created to oversee it. The more agreements are made, it would seem, the more power of the Fey is drawn into this place. The more agreements just with the Circle? 
or oh, anyone. Oh, no. Agreements and broken agreements both bring fey power into this realm. You've seen how much control the queen has. I have. She's reached a point now where her emotions control your very weather. Have you not noticed that it has been autumn for months? I suppose it has. Autumn is her time. What agreements? Uh, a patronage. I, I don't know what that means. I understand that there would be a great deal that changes, but I don't know what those changes are. Could you help me understand? When the kingdom was first founded, all agreements came through the Circle of the Moon. Should the Circle of the Moon be eliminated, many of those agreements would struggle. Some would be violated, some would be eliminated. It's hard to know the ramifications. I see. At a minimum, the partnership between Marigold Varathi and the Lady would be terminated. And I'm sure that that would make the Fairy Queen unhappy. Well, if your marriage were dissolved, you would be upset. And that wraps up the story with our three heroes headed in various states of despair and excitement to meet at the Lunari Extended Family Estate to meet the House Mason refugees and their nearly finished thorns cutting golem, currently in the care of Lady Miev. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Special thanks to Todd Ferguson of My Pet Machine for our tunes, and Julie at Elaborate Final Fancy for our logo. You can find them both on Facebook. What awaits our heroes at House Lunari? Find out next time on Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. She will put it in her pocket without looking at it. And later you open it up and it <laughs> yeah, says... Yeah, man, I'm like totally reading it later. <laughs> later you open it up and it says, I want to take you out <laughs> to drinks. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, I want to take him to the mat. <laughs>